Welcome to Network Marketing Breakthroughs Podcast with Rob Sperry, where you will hear stories and strategies to help increase sales in your business. Let's level up your network marketing business with your host, Rob Sperry. All right, we're going to talk about one huge thing I think is a big disservice to the network marketing profession that is kind of a unique take. It isn't talked about a ton, but I think it's really, really important for everybody to understand this is, is, I always say good leaders have vision, great leaders give vision. So it starts out with us having the vision of what it takes in the network marketing profession. We want to know, right? It's like climbing the Mount Everest. It's like having that success. And you want to know as you're going to have that success, what are the obstacles, right? How long is it going to take? And there's no guarantees on how long it's going to take, obviously, because for some people, it's going to be much faster. For other people, it's going to be much shorter. Everybody has different experiences, different things that are going on, different timing as they're in their network marketing business. But I think this is absolutely key and critical to help you out in your business. First thing is I want to talk about what's a disservice to the network marketing profession. Then after that, I'm going to get into the exact part of this, the title of this, um, which you know I briefly mentioned in it. So we'll get into that. Colds are the worst when you're in the network marketing profession. I've got a cold right now. And it's the worst because they take us like two, three, four weeks to overcome because, right, we're always talking and we're always using our voice or our voice is just leaving. So half the time, I don't mean to laugh, but it's like, you know, where you just lose your voice and it just happens and it goes. So there we go. So one of the things that I really feel like is a huge disservice to the network marketing profession is the fact that it's empowering, but it's disempowering when we are promoting the the incredible stories. And what do I mean by that? So a lot of times there's a story behind the story. And sometimes somebody found the incredible person on their team and hasn't really put in the time yet, right? You can call that luck. And I know luck favors the persistence. We're going to get into all that stuff here in just a second. But what happens is you see so-and-so walk across the stage and you're like, oh my goodness, if they can do it, I can do it which is very empowering, but it's disempowering in the fact that many times I've seen, right? Because I know I consult for these companies. It happened in my own companies that I was a part of, right? And I'm speaking for these different companies. And the story behind the story is, is so-and-so, you know, started out in the network marketing profession and they found Susie and then they found Joe and Susie and Joe just absolutely blew it up. And then so-and-so never did anything and they just sat there and they made a ton of money. And they're promoting that story, like, see if they can do it, you can't. And <clears throat> again, I apologize for the awesome cold that I've got right now from my wonderful children. But the reason why that's disempowering is because there is a story behind the story. And that person didn't really create the true wealth. True wealth is the ability, it's not what you have in the bank. And that person, if anything goes wrong in their business and those two leaders leave, they're done. Like, they didn't possess the skills. But we all look at that person because they're making X amount of money, like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. And of course, it's good. It's empowering to believe that. But it's also there's the story behind the story. So I'm going to get into more depth on that. Yes, school did start. It actually, I got the cold before school started. I know it's crazy. So you go, so I'm going to do what you're not supposed to do, which is pop a Ricola cough drop. This is not sponsored. I'm not sponsored by Ricola. They don't feel like I'm valuable enough to them, but... I wish they would because they need it. <laughs> so here's where we get to the meat of this. 
the meat of this is, and I'm trying to think how to phrase this properly. The reason why upline leaders typically don't talk about this is for good reason. But I would say, and again, this is my guess, right? This is my experience. This is what I've seen. At least 20%, at least, I think it's higher, but at least 20% of leaders that you see that are making big checks in network marketing don't possess the skills. At least 20% of people that are making big checks were right place, right time. At least 20% had that Sally and that Joe on their teams that took off and it made them a tremendous amount of money. At least 20%. I think it's actually substantially higher, but we're going to low ball. And this is where I come back to where it's disempowering because we see these people and you think, oh my goodness, like so-and-so doesn't do as much or they're not as skilled, right? Sometimes we're making excuses and sometimes it's legitimate. I'm going to get into this. Don't worry. I'm going to bring this all first full circle around. So just pay close attention. But those 20 percenters, right place, right time. But I think this is important for you to understand because I don't give fluff and I want to help you give a vision and perspective. And don't worry, we're going to come back to you taking responsibility and some of the issues I went through. But yeah, it's probably much higher than that. And you're like, how the crap did so-and-so make so much money, right? They don't seem like they possess the skills. They're not talking to enough new contacts. They're not, they're not doing the income producing activities. They can't do this and this and this. And you're like, how? That is the greatest blessing and greatest curse of this network marketing profession. It's the greatest blessing because how cool is that, that so-and-so is making incredible money, right? Residual income. The disempowering part is, is yes, coming back to this, we're just thinking like, oh my goodness, like, you know, so-and-so can do it, I can do it. And then all of a sudden everybody starts thinking what's wrong with them. So the reason why uplines don't talk about this is because too many people become victims if they start to look at that. And I was one. That's not my style or personality. I'm, I'm very rarely ever a victim. But I remember when I started out in network marketing, I started crushing it. My check went way up. And then my check went way down. And I started looking around. And I, I looked at some of these people that had made millions of dollars. And literally, they just joined the right time. They joined in an incredible company. And they joined a time when this specific company, I never mentioned company names, went from 40 million to over 500 million. Well, of course, momentum's a great exaggeration. So their checks are huge. Why am I begrudging them? Because they got lucky. Who cares? And the reason why that, that's one of the reasons why it's not mentioned is because too many times people will take the negative part of that. And then we start blaming and we start looking, well, those people got lucky and they were right place, right time, or they found Sally or they found Joe. And that's the whole reason why they're absolutely crushing it right in their network marketing business. And we stop taking responsibility. And I think it's Jim Rohn who said it. The height of maturity is when we can take 100% responsibility, when we can take full responsibility. So sometimes the reasons are legitimate. Maybe your company isn't momentum in momentum right now. But if all you're doing is just looking for every single company, it's just momentum. Look, momentum's not going to last. If you join because of momentum, you're going to leave when the lack of momentum is there because you're going to go through the highs and the lows. You are every single company, the greatest companies in the world, non-network marketing companies go through momentum and then they go through the low periods, right? 
So the key is, is you just got to choose your heart. You got to choose the company that you believe in. And it always begins with who the leaders are, meaning who are the owners? The owners are going to write the ship when things go wrong. So who are the owners? When things go wrong, they're going to figure it out. They're going to figure it out. Now, it might not, it may not happen in a month or two months or three months, but I'm just telling you that over the course of a long period of time, you're looking at this as, as a business that you want to be in and create a residual income for 10, 12, 15 years. And too many times, you know, one of the greatest advantages of social media as well is we get to learn from each other. But it's also one of the greatest weaknesses because now we start seeing, right, the shiny new toy that so-and-so is doing that and so-and-so is doing that. And we start getting distracted and so-and-so is in huge momentum. And so we start joining because of timing. I think timing is an important aspect. But if I'm listing six aspects or seven aspects for choosing a company, I think it's the last. I think it's the least important one because it's so hard. And let me tell you what, every single company I've ever met with always tells me they're in momentum. Literally, they're always. It's impossible to always be in momentum. It's good to have that crazy optimistic personality and mindset, but I'm just telling you, it's impossible to be, in, be in, always in momentum. So I actually have seen where, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of a specific leader right now where their company went from nothing to hundreds of millions of dollars, and then their check went up like this, and then their check went down, and they felt like their skill set went way up, but their check was still down. And they're like, Rob, did she says to me, Rob, I feel like my skill set has gone through the roof, but my check is down. And I told her what I always say, compensation always catches up to skill set and effort, but it's almost always massively delayed. And now it's probably a year and a half later and her checks just come crawling back. But that's why I say true wealth is ability. It's not what you have in the bank. And momentum can be the great exaggerator. So too many times we let our paycheck define our self-worth. We let our paycheck define how good we are or aren't in this business. Yes, it is an indicator, but there's many other indicators. And you can't get so caught up in that moment that you stop focusing on the process, right? Because your company went from zero to hundreds of millions of dollars, right? It made five times your check and it may be five times more than your, your real ability. And guess what happens? You think you're that good. But then when your check's way down, you think you're that bad. And it's probably somewhere in the middle. You're probably not that good, nor are you that bad. So I look at it when your company goes down as a huge opportunity to not be arrogant, to get us to refine tune our abilities, our skills, our network, so that when we do come back into momentum, now we're more grateful. Now we capture that momentum. Now we keep that momentum. Now we focus on that momentum as we go. And so it's just so important for all of you to have this perspective, as I always talk about, right, the vision and the perspective and the importance of it. And so I want all of you to have that vision and that perspective so that when you do go through those lows, your lows aren't too low. You learn to discipline those disappointments. And then when your highs are really high, you learn not to be so arrogant to think that you're just all that. That, that's something that you've got to learn, not to make your, too high, your highs too high or your lows too low. It's learning to be even keel of just always learning, always growing, always progressing as you're going. Progress is the greatest motivator that we have. And I want to help you to continually progress in your business, in your lives, so we stop becoming the drama kings and queens. That's why emotional intelligence is one of the greatest indicators for success. So for all of you, 
Stop begrudging all the people that got lucky. Sure, it may be 20, 30, 40% of people in your company, especially if your company just went through a massive momentum phase. And when your company goes out of momentum, it's going to cleanse a lot of people, right, in their paychecks. But who cares? Congrats to them. Why is their fat paycheck affecting you or your life? Your goal is to compete with yourself, and you're competing with yourself to become a better freaking human being, to provide more value to more people. And as you do that, you'll find your check will go like this. And when I say it goes like this, yeah, it's, it's going to go more like that, right? As it starts trickling up, it's not just like this. It's going to go up, back down, up. That's how I went. I went way up, back down, up, down, up, down. But when I started measuring over you know, quarter over quarter, right? Year over year, it started making a big difference. And yeah, you still have those down times. But I stopped letting, allowing my paycheck to define me, allowing my paycheck to define my self-worth. And I stopped focusing on the paycheck as far as affecting my confidence. It wasn't that I faked until I made it. I acted like the million dollar version of me, which for a lot of you are like, well, I don't want to act like that because my goal isn't to make that much. All that means is just to act like the best version of you, the bold version of you. Never fake it until you make it. So I promise you as you guys can do this, I promise you make a huge difference. I promise you that these little things give you perspective, not just for you, but how to convey and communicate this to your teams. I know when my mentor started out with me, he told me this will be the hardest thing you've ever done. Emotionally, it's going to be so hard handling all the rejections and pushing and stretching you. And it's like looking in the mirror where all those weaknesses are just staring at you and it's blinding you. But he said, that's why it's going to be so worthwhile. And I appreciated that. He didn't pitch it as something that was really easy. He actually went the other extreme. He pitched why it was so hard, but he also pitched why it was so worth it. And everything worthwhile in life is hard. Think about that. Anything you've ever accomplished is always harder than you thought it was going to be. Anything. It doesn't matter what it is. For me, Right? I think of my marriage, I think of my kids, I think about all the greatest things I've ever accomplished are way harder than I thought it was going to be, but they're also more worthwhile than I thought they were going to be. And that's a unique perspective that all of you can take that will help you out in your lives and in your business. I hope you found, found value in this and let's make sure we continue to give that vision and that perspective and go make it happen. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast. If you're loving the podcast, make sure you go smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the latest and greatest podcasts. And as always, please go leave a five-star raving review. And then the last thing I always want to mention to all that listen to podcasts is if you go to www.robsperry.com, I have tons of free content there to help you out to build your network marketing business.